Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. What is up, watershed? I have not said those words in a year. What is happening? Y'all, I am, like, it's ridiculous how excited I am right now. We got to worship together. We get to hear from the word of God together. And I get to speak and, and not have to stare at that camera right back there. Hey, live stream, good to see y'all. I get to talk to y'all in person, face-to-face, mano imano, and y'all can be more excited. I'm honestly, this is as nervous as I've been in years. And, and I don't get nervous, but I'm excited because I feel like for the first time in over a year, I get to connect with you. Speaking of connecting, about four years ago, I was, we were here at Watershed and, and I had a group of senior guys, awesome guys, mostly from Duluth High School. Go Duluth. Yeah! There it is. And uh, one of my guys, this is, this is you know, in February, four years ago, and, and one of the guys in my group goes, Emilio, 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 guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what? I said, take a breath. What is up, my dude? And, and, and he goes, I'm giving up Snapchat for Lent. Now, if you're new here and you don't know what Lent is, Lent is uh, the season before Easter is 40 days. And traditionally, people would give up something of value. They would give up something meaningful. And so it's a big deal for my buddy that he goes, I'm giving up Snapchat. I'm like, dude, that's, that's amazing. Like, I'm so proud of you. I wish you would just delete the app forever, but that's whatever. He goes, you know, but the only thing is, uh, how am I going to talk to girls? And like, I must've hit him with one of those like meme looks. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, what, what did you say? He goes, yeah, like, how am I gonna talk to girls? Like, how do I flirt with girls without Snapchat? And so I stopped him and me being the great leader that I am, I said, man, here's the thing, dude. You were never talking to girls. <laughs> like sending a picture to a girl of your stupid face <laughs> is not flirting. It is not talking to them. Can I get an amen? Amen. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm kind of an expert when it comes to, to flirting. I don't want to brag. I don't want to brag. But my senior year of high school, I was voted most flirtatious in my senior class. Which really just means I was the best at talking to girls but not dating them. That's really what that means. But more importantly... I was able to convince my wife, who is a lot, a lot better looking than me, that it would be a good idea to marry me. Because <laughs> y'all know me. She's crazy. She's just, that's just ridiculous. Here's how I did it. I'm letting you guys in on my secrets. Guys, open your notepads. Or take notes on your phone. I don't care. Don't snap it. So, so here's what I did. I will say, to be fair to, to this generation that loves them some cell phones, 
uh, before we had cell phone, before there was Snapchat or Instagram or, or TikTok, there was, there was Facebook, or as y'all call it, Wrinklebook. And they had just added this feature in 2007 called poking, which like the whole point of poking was to digitally get the attention of somebody. And me and, and all the game that I thought I had tried poking hope online. It did not work. <laughs> it did not work. She, she avoided me like I was the 10th plague in Israel. And so what I tried to do after that was this whole thing called pursuing her. <laughs> and I did this crazy thing and I called her on the telephone and I would call her and I'd say, hey, can we hang out? And she's like, on a date? I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but then we, we went on a date and we began talking. I began listening to her despite her trying to put me in the friend zone. I wasn't having it. And, and I got to know her face to face. We got to know each other. We began to, you ready for this? Connect. Yeah. So here's the deal. We got to connect. We've been married for almost 12 years, whatever. It's not a big deal. So just can look at this picture. It made y'all look. So here's the thing. Tonight and next week, tonight and next week, we're going to talk about connecting. And here's why. One, here at Watershed, we place a high value on connecting to the point where the word connect is actually one of our three core values. At Watershed, our desire is to create a space, to create an environment where y'all can connect with God, which is what we're going to talk about tonight, and one another, which is what Chase is going to talk about next week. But secondly, the reason that we're talking about connecting these next two weeks is because 2020 happened and 2021 is happening. And in so many ways, we have been and currently are disconnected. In, in 2020, about a year ago, a little more than a year ago, uh, your school was taken away. You had to disconnect from school. You had to disconnect from your friends. You had to disconnect from many of, of your favorite things. And in that disconnect, here's what we learned. Not just Watershed, I think y'all. What we learned is that what we truly desire is to connect. And here's why. You were created to connect. You were created to connect with God and you were created to connect with others. You see, in, in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve, he not only created them in his own image, but he walked alongside them. He talked to them face to face. If you were to read Genesis 3 and read about what happens after the fall, what you would read is that God the Father is walking through the garden, calling out for Adam and Eve, Adam, Eve, where are you? But they were hiding. They were hiding behind some bushes because of the fall, because of sin. They are hiding from God because they are now disconnected from him for the first time. I think for many of us in our disconnect, we've been hiding as well. 
If you were to look at your phone and look at the screen time, how much time do you spend on your screen versus time with God? Or maybe you have the Bible app and you're like, joke's on you, Emilio, I have the Bible app. How much time do you spend on that app versus Snapchat? And listen, this is not me trying to call y'all out because I, I promise you I'm the chief of sinners. I spend way too much time on my phone and not enough of my time with God. So this isn't me calling you out. This is me calling us out. You see, what I think is, is happening is that in our disconnect, we are hiding from God, but not like Adam and Eve, not behind a bush, but behind our screens. And in our disconnect, God seems distant. But here's the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel is that God loves you so much that he sent his only beloved son to die for you, that for those who believe in him, they may have eternal life. God, in our disconnect, sent his son Jesus to connect. So tonight we're going to talk about connecting. And the question tonight is how do we connect to God? Specifically, how do we connect to Jesus who's already done all the work? So as we, as we talk about this, let me just start off and, and be clear. We're not going to talk about a workspace theology. What I'm going to talk about tonight doesn't make you a better Christian. This isn't going to be a, oh, do these things and, and you'll be a better Christian. But what this is, is an opportunity to hear from God about how we can grow closer to Him, how we can reconnect with Him. So without going further, let me read John 15, verses 1 through 11. The scripture is going to be on the screen. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branch are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. Verse 7 is going to be our key verse tonight. Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is the word of the Lord. Jesus says, I am the vine. This is one of the seven great I am statements that he makes in the gospel of John. He would say, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And here he says, I am the vine. And we, we are the branches. And this picture of the vine, Jesus declaring that I am the vine, would be a big deal 
to his audience. And here's why there's two reasons. One, because vines and and the fruit that they produce are incredibly important to the culture uh, of Israel at that time. And secondly, because his audience, these Israelites would know that in the book of Isaiah, God would tell Isaiah, speak through Isaiah, to tell Israel that you are my choice vine. And they would also be aware of the history of Israel, that they have not produced the choice fruit. And Jesus in John 15 declares, I am the true vine. I am the choice vine. I am the one whom God has sent for you to connect with him because you have pushed him away, because you have disconnected, but I have come that you would connect. He says, abide in me, which is another way to say connect to me. We are his branches. Branches are connected to the vine. We connect to him. And when we connect to him, we bear much fruit. When we connect to him, we are connected to the son of God. We are connected to the prince of peace, to the one who was there at the beginning, who spoke this into existence. We are connected to Jesus. And he says, if we connect with him, we bear that fruit that we experience joy. Joy that can only come from him. It's the only one that can leave us feeling full. Because what happens is in in our lives, in our disconnect, what we try to do is is we try to listen to what the world and what the culture tells us uh, to, to do. When we are hurting The world says, oh, what you should do is this and you'll experience joy. But that will always leave you feeling empty. But if you connect to Jesus, you will be filled with a joy that lasts forever. In John 10, 10, Jesus declares that the thief, talking about the prince of the world, talking about Satan, that the thief comes to steal and to kill and destroy. And Jesus says, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Connect to the one who gives life. How do we do that? He tells us in verse seven, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. Let me stop right there. How do we connect to Jesus? My first point, we connect to Jesus through his word. John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The best way to connect with Jesus is spending time in the word. Why? Because the word is Jesus. The pages that we read or the the app that you swipe through, that is Jesus. These pages aren't just about him, they are him. So I would encourage you as you spend time in the word, whether it's one minute a day, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, I would encourage you to read those words through this lens, that you aren't simply reading about him, you are getting to know him because knowing the word is knowing Jesus. Connecting to the word is connecting with Jesus. 
We connect to Jesus through his word. The second way we connect to Jesus is through prayer. Jesus finishes verse seven by saying, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Let me be clear, because I think it's easy for us to hear those words and think about all the times that we have prayed and have been disappointed. There's times that we have prayed for a loved one to be healed only for him not to. When we are connected to Jesus, we can never be disappointed in Jesus. The disappointment, the hurt that we feel, the brokenness is a result of the fall. The same thing that sent Adam and Eve to hiding is is the same thing that causes the brokenness today. The world, our sin, the fall leaves us disappointed, hurt, angry. Jesus never does and never will. So when Jesus says, ask for what you wish, here's what Jesus is saying. If if you are connected to me, if you know me, what you will ask is what I am asking. Your wish will be my wish. Your desire, my desire. Your purpose, my purpose for you. Uh, I read this in a commentary when I I I was preparing for this. The author writes, We were also told that on condition that we abide in Christ and his words abide in us to ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Not only will we produce fruit of righteousness, but abiding is closely linked with the prayer of the righteous man and maintaining close fellowship with the Lord. Then he says this, but the words of our lips, the thoughts of our mind, the meditation of our heart and the prayers that we offer up to the Lord are to focus on him. And to be a reflection of his will and his greater purposes. When we abide in him, when we are connected to the vine, when we are connected to Christ, when we spend time with Jesus in the word, when we spend time with him in prayer, what we offer, our prayer and our very lives become a reflection of him. A reflection of Christ's radiance. You begin to reflect his radiance, you begin to shine in the same way that I believe Jesus did thousands of years ago. We can connect to him, we can love him, and we can love others, period. Because if you're connected to him, then we reflect him. So here's my my challenge to you tonight, because we're going to go into groups, which I'm so excited that I get to announce that from the stage we're going to talk about how to connect to Christ. And we have some questions that they are going to be right here. Your leaders have them in the app. The first one, how can you connect to Jesus? And what does that look like in your everyday life? Or how can that look in your everyday life? Second, what are those things that are maybe keeping you from connecting to him? And third, how can we as a group encourage one another to connect to Jesus. And here's why I love that last question, why it's so important to, to encourage one another. Because if we're connecting to Christ through his word and through his prayer, if, then if we begin to truly love him and allow his love to allow his joy to seep through us, then we will be able to love others 
as Christ does. And the truth is that another way to connect to Christ is to be in fellowship with other believers. Next week, Chase is going to talk more about that. So make sure that you come back. But this week, we're connecting with Jesus. So let me pray. Tegan's going to come up with announcements, and then we're going to go and connect with him through our groups. Father, thank you so much for the fact that we are here and that you have brought us here. You have called us here, I believe, for the purpose of connecting with us in ways that maybe we haven't in a long time, maybe for the first time. So Jesus, would you meet us where we are as we come to you as we are? Call us out of hiding that we may connect with you fully and experience the joy that comes from knowing you. It's your name we pray, amen.